All right, it's Friday, September eighteenth, twenty twenty. TGIF. It's been a long week, man. I'm I'm sure it has for all of us, but you know, certainly for some people, you know, just I always come back to this quote. I'm going to ask you the question, by the way, Cal. Don't worry, but you know, I want to start off with this quote from John Green. You know, like how some infinities are bigger than other infinities. Yes. Right, and I think you got to accept that. You know, some people have bigger infinities to deal with than others. You know, so with, with that, I just wanted to put that out of the put that out there in the universe but but cal man how's it going buddy it's going same it's a little i mean things have changed uh since last recording a lot's gonna to, change <laughs> a lot's gonna change <laughs> i guess we should shout out uh wise blood yeah okay i would so, love to yeah shout out to shout out to wise what's her real name do you know her real name uh look it up right now wise yeah, blood wh- is uh her real name is natalie Maring. Yes, Marin. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah. And, you know, it was, Cal, this was such a weird way how I discovered Wiseblood because it was through you. You mentioned um, the needle drop. Yes. Um, yes. And then you mentioned how, like, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. No, you pitchfork. first mentioned Pitchfork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we talked about the needle drop and basically that. And I found out that, like, the needle drop, she, she, he actually rated her album Titanic Rising as, like, a nine or something. Yeah, like a strong nine, like, like nearly a, strong, a 10. Yeah, strong nine, yeah. nearly a 10. And he was talking about, and yeah, he said exactly the same thing. It was like the album sonically is not like anything absolutely new or crazy off the board. Yeah. But it's just so well put together. Like they're, they're not individual songs in a record. They're like a record that has multiple songs. Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. It, and it doesn't have any weak points. Like every single second of that album is just been like meticulously put together. Yeah. So that you're just constantly hearing like all these different components coming together like there's no weak points at all yeah and and, and it's, I think, it's so solid yeah and see here's the thing like i understand you have a really strong passion for music and you know i remember i was talking to you on the car ride to like our to, to go hiking you know you were talking about it and i never really understood like the the appeal to listening to a whole album right yeah, I, yeah. I i personally have never understood that um because and, and until now i've realized that albums can really have if they're done right of course they can really have like a storytelling mode, right? I, I I know you said Igor from um, love that album, right? Igor yeah. has like a story behind it, right? But you kind of have and that's, to know. I, I'd say Igor is one of the most blatant like story albums because I mean, there's albums that have like you know like an overarching theme, obviously, but like Igor is literally like it's like chronological. Like mm. there's events that happen within the album that he talks about, and it brings you to to the end. Mm-hmm. so i i igor mm, shout him out too <laughs> dude check out that album really really good album um while we're at it shout out the, i'm just kidding just keep shouting out <laughs> albums and talking about them no which i think is i think is important i i mean i don't know because this is just from personal experience right i've just never been gotten into before i met you you know i've never really gotten into the story behind any music i just you know if it sounds yeah. good bro drop it you know yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know that's not enough I think to appreciate music, it's not just the catchiness or the beat or the or even the lyrics. Even the lyrics, yeah. I don't think is enough. You you the artists involved. I think you know, like in the in the olden times, right, where like popes would like pay artists to like paint paintings. Artists mm-hmm. didn't have like personal levels of expression. They were kind of like 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 carpenters. You know, they would be commissioned to do something. But like nowadays, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Re- I really think you have like this democratization of art where anyone 
has the ability to express themselves like like with you in photography as well right yeah definitely and i mean medians are becoming more advanced and like less futile like you can you can go in depth now with with all the tools that people have access to it's crazy Like, like podcasting as well i would say podcasting is an art form and yeah i mean i dude podcasting is an art form like we gotta put that on a shirt we need merch asap the, the art of podcasting oh yes oh, there we go. um man i'm trying to think of some albums that like mean a lot to me um you guys if, if like I, a really good album is uh kendrick lamar's untitled unmastered uh yes and, the, the one that has because because yeah i remember you telling me about the song that well i listened to it as well but yeah the one about like pretending to be different ra- races and yeah, and he like basically addresses all the stereotypes and basically like raps within the perspective of what he thinks how people live in America based on race. Yeah, and it is that is a, such a good song. Um, and there's just so many other good songs in that album. You gotta you, like, it's so good. And it, but like I've learned that talking about music is tough. Like I, I always hear Anthony Fantano using like adjectives, and I'm like, would I have described it that way? Like describing a song in words, like the way it sounds. Mm. it's always weird he's like this is a spacey synth i'm like does that sound spacey to me what does that even mean yeah i don't know i remember we talked about this how like you know how we mentioned like you want to be like a music critic you know and write because you yeah, know you be told awesome. me, like like oh like music critics write really well like oh they write in such a way that like, they, oh, they, they really do describes. it's crazy but i feel yeah, like yeah. i don't know for some i do i think to a certain degree they almost like write for the sake of like making it sound interesting that's true I you know, completely like, agree with that. Yeah, I don't think any like obviously this is kind of cliche, but I don't think words need. I don't think music needs words to describe it, if that makes sense. I think music all it needs is the emotions that the listener feels, and that's that's more than enough. You don't need like why Ooh, I see. I never understood that. Like why take someone else's word to describe a music piece when you could just do it, you know, and feel it. And feel it, right? Like, why do you need someone else to explain the emotions that you feel, right? That doesn't even make sense. That's true, yeah. Right, right. Like, it's that's up to a really your, good point. your interpretation, right? That's also why I just don't get, like, music crit- critics, in ge- like, the needle drop, right? Like, a two out of ten album. Well, I okay, I understand his point of view where, like, he's more concerned about, like, the, the, um, the production behind an album. Yeah. Which I suppose, yeah, it's easier to, like, critique that. But to cr- cr- critique the music, like, as a whole, I don't think... I don't think that even makes sense as like a genre. <laughs> like yeah, but even music. what I've noticed is like even critiquing uh critiquing uh production is kind of futile as well. Like because I, I mean there's you can interpret untitled unmastered in two different ways. Like you can say, well, it, it sounds unfinished and it has abrupt starts and ends because it's meant to sound that way because the name of the album is Untitled Unmastered. Mm-hmm. But then Con- someone else but then someone else can be like yeah, I guess the how it's unfinished and has abrupt starts and ends kind of takes away from it. Mm-hmm. Like even even the production, like you can't really come to a clear consensus. Like it's just so opinionated and giving it, assigning an album a number, I, I think that all that's good for is just starting a discussion. Mm. Yeah. Like I, I mean, you should see the how heated people get in these comments. Uh, sections on like the Anthony Fantano's videos. <laughs> Anthony Fantano's fan base is hilarious though, because like they in, are in, in sure the comments, are. they're like, yeah, I, I, it's hard to explain, but yeah, it's it's hilarious. It, basically, they call him a melon. I mean, yeah, <laughs> melon. What are you doing? No, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's cool. Dude, I've always wanted like 
that kind of community you know like obviously we the students will never get that community for podcasts in general but like even some of the good podcasts have a pretty interesting community yeah and anthony potato has just such a loyal consistent fan base like they he gets at least a hundred thousand views on every single video and like his comment section is just like filled to the brim every (laughs) single time you post even if it's an album no one has ever heard before yeah It's, it's awesome yeah but um but yeah i mean beyond that man like you know in terms of in terms of how you're going you know like would you say that your environment is is just conducive to you right now a little bit not gonna lie i mean obviously there's specific details i can't share about my family dynamic but but i can tell you right now that it is not fantastic by any means like i am in a bad situation here in this latin household i mean and it it has been better and it can be better. It's not as if this is like a permanent thing. Like there can be improvement, but mm-hmm. if I have, I could just feel trapped and I yeah. realize that I spend like 90% of my day outside of my house. Like I, I mean, when I'm awake, obviously. Yeah. Which, but, um, which is not a bad thing, right? It's not a bad yes, thing to do yes. so. But it would be nice to like be excited to come home. and uh have like a nice safe haven and Mm -hmm. it's crazy that there's like some people who like when they're done hanging out with their friends they're like excited to go home now and like have a good time with their family Mm -hmm. like i haven't felt that like it's like just being with my friends is an escape from being at home rather than those like yeah and uh i don't know it's a little upsetting but it's it's getting to the point where i do have to start thinking about moving out mm-hmm. um which sucks because i mean everything's everything's honestly just connected and if i like you just by doing something for yourself you're always like almost doing a negative for somebody else mm-hmm. and like let's say i move out well i need a full-time job okay well now i have to quit my job and the people at Joan the go are fantastic i love them and i'm kind of in a situation and they're kind of in a situation where we need each other so I'd be putting that company on the spot. And then I have friends that I'm going to leave behind who I'd love to see. And it's just like, I feel like no matter what I yeah, can possibly lose. do, there's always a loss. And I'm just sitting here constantly anxious about what can I do to have the least amount of losses? Yeah. And stuff. I think when it comes to this, you know, it's it's obviously I think beneficial to to stay with the family as long as possible, just simply because you know it it offers, if not a sanctuary, but at least like a landing spot. You know, I think the moment you move out, it's when you know it's just simply when you have no more safety net. You know, and yeah, I, yeah. I understand like that sucks how like the safety net has spikes on it, right? That it it sucks the way the, the way that's, that's true. That, yeah, that's it's good on putting it. it. Um. But I, I think I think the way you're handling now is probably the best you can do. We're just, you know, I think I think you as long as you spend the good portion of your time conscious with those who love you, care about you, and you care about them, I think I think that's important. Right? You know, like in some of the classes that I'm taking here, we're we're talking a lot about affinity space, which mm-hmm. I I never really understood as a term until like people started talking about it here yeah yeah and and i guess from what my understanding affinity spaces are where you like it's like a 
it's like a place of lowest energy by meaning like you feel the most calm and the most you right and the most affinity right like you um oh i remember oh someone made this great and now oh yeah so like for instance you know if you're in a constant state of stress right like any movement will cause you to like kind of just teeter-totter off your equilibrium right so if you imagine mm-hmm. like a, if you imagine like a basketball right yeah and yeah. you have like a tiny marble balanced on top of that basketball right you move even like a fraction of an inch it'll just yeah you move it in any direction yeah right and that, I feel like that, that that almost describes your situation, right? Like you feel like you can't move, right? You're trapped. Seriously, and then, yes. You know, like, and then, now imagine cutting that basketball in half, right? So now you have like this hollow bowl and you drop the marble in and, you know, you can move it around, sway it around, but it always comes back to the center, right? Always attracted to the center. Can you imagine that? Like the, if you cut a basketball in half, the inner part of it? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you, and you drop a marble in. It's going to, yeah. Yeah, you can shift it around, you can move it around a bit, but it also always, you know, swing back towards its center, its affinity space. And yeah, I think I think and this is true for all of us, I think especially true for you, you know, we just gotta find our affinity space. That's a good that's a good analogy. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I do definitely need <laughs> need to find my affinity space and you know, have an environment conducive to always leading back to the middle rather than yeah. falling off the sides. Yeah. And I, I definitely have to work on that. And I, it's just really hard, especially what I've learned and what me and my, uh, well, my therapist and I have come to the conclusion on is like, I'm a little overly compassionate. Like, I'm not trying to like say I'm the nicest person alive, but I care about other people's feelings to like an unhealthy degree. Uh, mm. So even though like quitting Joe on the go or saying that I need to look for a full-time job or even the guilt of just saying that I'm moving out just because I can't handle my family anymore. Like all those things, I'm just constantly thinking about what are they going to think when I tell them that? Like, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to hate me so much. I'm going to feel so... I just already feel guilt before it's even happened. Shit, yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just like I need to somehow not feel guilty while just putting myself ahead. And I, I need to start putting myself first because it's important. Like it really is. I can't, I, I need some things for myself right now and I need to be put in a good situation so I could end up helping more people. <laughs> uh, it's hard though. Like I, I seriously need to like not be nice for a second. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm working on. It's not even like not being nice or anything. It's like, you're like, who are you? Who who do you have to be nice to yourself or others? You know, and sometimes you have to put yourself in front. And that's not that's not you're you're mean. It's like you you have to be nice to yourself first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what? Like you know, talking to you right now. If I, if I may just add, I suppose I know it's not my turn yet, but mm-hmm. God, you know, like compassion, right? It's you know, even being here, there are people who I would say are not compassionate here. Right, and I feel like they deserve their spot here less than you do. Really, I, I really, I really say that with sincere yeah. sincereness because I feel like someone with compassion here, my God, the things that they can do. Right, some people are just very self-centered here. They see themselves, they see their reputation, they see their own career goals, and I don't think I don't think Harvard is a place for that kind of person. Actually, if, if you know what I mean, like yeah, it's it's you're in a place of too much privilege to be able to think about yourself. You know, like, 
if you're in this position, so well put in resources and all that, it's almost like you're you're kind of driven to to share these resources, to to recognize that you are granted these special circumstances and you should try to spread them as many as possible. And then you see people who just see themselves, right? And it's really unfortunate because, you know, I can I can imagine yourself in and, and see this is why I'm so sure of your success right it's because you have the intangibles it's just that for some reason the school system like you said your freshman sophomore year yeah sure your grades on paper say that you're a bad student but no one i don't believe that right and i don't think anyone listening to this podcast will believe that either right because because what many people lack that does not show up on their gpa is compassion very sweet david thank you (laughs) You know, I just got. I, I gotta. I gotta bring that up. You know, because I feel like that's yeah. not said enough. Yeah, I mean, ah, David, you gotta, you gotta just change the entire school school system in the entire world. Right. And like, yeah, I, I, I think we need like venting sessions because I, feel, I feel like you haven't even explained pretty w- a lot of like just how wrong wronged you were. Like yeah. I remember, like Miss Macaulay, like like when she didn't allow you to go to that field trip, for instance. Oh, that was brutal. That was the easy example of just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, come on. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Be- just how, because, yeah. <laughs> every single person said, yeah, come along. And I, I got like three papers signed, talked to the librarian, had confirmation from Pedrozo and, and Mrs. Pedrozo. And I walk into Macaulay's office and she just shoots it down immediately because I guess we had some disagreements two years ago upsetting man I, I like how we can just bring that up like and we yeah, the students yeah. who, the, who the fuck cares right like, yeah, yeah you're right ours and yeah i think, right. I think yeah like if if there's any a situation because i feel like there's been much more like you said as well like your freshman sophomore year you were mixed with the wrong wrong people you know and that yeah. happens right in fact i would say dude funny story like i was also mixed with you know, I, I also had like not so conducive relationships as well. Like I, mm-hmm. I met this one person over the summer who was also like incoming freshman here. Yeah. And, you know, we decided to hang out for lunch today. Uh, not, not today, a couple couple weeks ago, like two weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm so I'm not supposed to go into the freshman cafeteria because I live by the river and the freshman cafeteria is only for the people who are who live in like near there. Because they don't okay. want too many people in one place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my card doesn't work there. But he was like, yo, man, you got to check out the freshman cafeteria. It's lit. It's called Annenberg. It, you know the Harry Potter um, feast? Scenes? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's shot there, right? So it's like, it's super pretty. Um, gotcha. And I was like, nah, man, I my card doesn't work there. And besides, I'm not allowed to go in there. It's like, nah, man, it's all right. It should be fine now. So yeah, I, I went with them. And yeah, obviously my car declined. And they're like, why are you in here? That's against the rules. If you're in here again, you'll be, you'll be you know, reported. So again, like I would, I would never have done that by myself, but that person kind of instigated it for me. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's not an example of a good relationship. No, know? it's not. Yeah. It's just right. Stupidity. Like, a good relationship is exactly what I would describe you and I as. It's like, you know, we, we kind of build off each other. I know. Like right? that's the whole point. Yeah, I mean, we don't pressure each other into doing anything, but we just lay out like an actual good reason why we should do things and we let each other come. Well, I don't know. We just let each other evaluate each other's decisions and actually come to like a healthy lifestyle. Like we're just in it for each other, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's nice, man. Yeah, it's symbiotic versus toxic, 
Yes, know? exactly. And oh yeah, man, I'm just thinking like my freshman sophomore self, like dude, I will Snapchat memories is actually such a great thing because um, <laughs> I just get these I, I, like three years ago today. I saw one today and I looked at myself and I literally stared at myself for like 10 minutes. It's like, what was going through your brain? <laughs> like, how did you just like allow yourself to do these things that you were doing your freshman and sophomore year? Like, you were such an idiot. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so glad I came to some realizations. Like, it, it ah, I'm just, I, I surrounded myself with, with good people and I took the right classes and I started this podcast with you and I am now in a good place. And if I did none of those things, like, I have no idea where I would be right now. I I wouldn't even have a shot at getting into a college. Like at least my, my uh, senior junior year gives me a shot. Like I wouldn't even, I would be like on my road to, to just working like a minimum wage job at a gas station. Seriously. Like that's not even an over-exaggeration. Like that's where I would be in this very moment. I would have no time to think about any of the stuff we've talked about on this podcast. Like I wouldn't be thinking about any bigger issues I would be thinking about like where my paycheck's going to come and like who am I going to hang out with tonight. That's it. Mm. This I am now I, I have now I'm like ugh, can't even talk. I'm in a situation where I can open my mind. It's nice. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, and I have to give you some credit. I appreciate you for for honestly pointing me in the right direction. Tell no, me. And again, this is a symbiotic. So it wasn't like I was there for you as much as you were there for me. Yeah. I w- I would say. First of all, this the, the, our, the we the students would never have gotten as large as it was on my own. That that's just simple fact. I mean, I, I didn't mm-hmm. even really like the first season when you, you came on as a guest. I didn't really have any bold moves planned. I was just planning on just doing that forever, just chilling, talking to people with that microphone. But like when you came on, it was like I have confidence now to think about like shit. Like maybe we can do some crazier stuff, you know. And that's yeah. how the David and Cal yeah. show began. That's how we do everything else and really like the TEDx thing also came from that podcast you know so yeah, yeah. even though it never <laughs> could turn into anything but like that was important right that was a big deal for us so it really was um yeah I mean I'm I guess my turn is over uh one thing I just I, I guess a last thought because I, I did some journaling today that's yeah that's good. Uh, well I'm on a mission to uh to like learn about every single country in the world like oh. that's my mission right now because it would be nice to, one, be able to know every single country in the world. Like, just recite them all. Like, I, and then not only be able to recite them all, because that's just a memorization game, but understand where each of these countries have came from, what their politics are like, what their people are like, what their culture is like, and uh, how they all came to be. And that's what I've been doing lately. And I started with the Middle East and uh, Africa. Mm. Uh, and... But like it's something I've learned is there are just so many evil people in power and it's sickening. Like it's unbelievable. So I, I think we should definitely talk about that next episode because uh, I'm researching like evil dictators and how they came to power. And yo, yo, how about this? So we should have like a segment here. So like every single time we come on, you just present like one just interesting thing that you found about about country. Oh, that would keep me on my toes too. Yeah, exactly. That is a good idea. Yeah. And yeah. And like, you know how this, you know, like, fuck this, this podcast is going for 20 plus years. I don't know. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no like deadline to, for you. Well, to get. Yeah, yeah. Well, and while I was journaling, I was like, I kind of thought of like all these different things I do. And, I was, you know, I've been, I've always been interested in history. You know that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. History has always been like a big part of what I enjoy doing in education. 
And then podcasting and media production, two things I love, two things I love to be a part of and do. Facts, facts. So I was like, I, I want to combine history and podcasting. So I thought of this podcast idea called How Do We Let That Happen? That's the name of the, the, the podcast. That's the name of the show. How Did We Let That Happen? And what I do is I bring on someone majoring in history. Hopefully I meet a lot more of them when I get into uh, college and maybe like a history teacher, history professor. And I bring up a point in time where some like just awful, sickening thing happened. Like, for example, Cambodian genocide, Cambodian death camps, uh, like the Pol Pot regime. And I just say that happened. So why did we let that happen? And then we have a discussion about how that whole situation came to be and how that evil manifested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So that's my idea for a show. Uh, that's it. That's literally, I laid it all out there. David, <laughs> David Chen, uh, how's it going with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I remember, I think it was like last episode where I had a lot to talk about and you didn't have that much. I think, yeah. And this is the day where I don't really have that much to talk about except for, you know, I suppose some good news, you know, I've been, uh, so I, I really, so there's this research project that's going on in like this nearby institute um, led by Miriam Powell and it's called California, the great project. And it's a book that she wants to write and she wants some people to help her out in researching her topics. But basically she, she wants to research inequality in California, which I was like, Oh shit. I mean, I live in California. I'm interested in inequality. Sign yeah. me up. Um, so yeah, she, she reached out and was like, yo, you can help me out here. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I guess I'm pretty content. And I suppose the thing I wanted to share today was that, you know, I went on this walk with this other person that I have class with today. And, you know, she, she is kind of like the polar opposite of my lifestyle. She's very clean. She, she's very clean. clean. Dude, my dorm is not looking pretty right now. That's also, I should probably buy a sweeper. Like my floors are coated no not not coated but like you know like there's some random mass particles yeah 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 yeah. it's yeah it's not i'm looking around right now and it's it could be better like i have stray water bottles yeah okay Uh i'll probably i'll probably probably clean this up tomorrow morning but um yeah so i don't know like you went went on the walk yeah yeah, i went on the walk and you know this is kind of similar to how you were recommending me to to journal every night about my things that i'm grateful for and same thing here. I, I derive, you know, motivation to change and improve myself from other people. That's just how a lot of times that how that works. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about like my lifestyle right now in college, and it's, you know, for one, I'm staying indoors way too much. I'm I'm in in my dorm way way too much, and that that needs to change. Like that's the first thing I need to change. Second, I think I need to change is uh-huh. just being clean and just. I think because when you're in like a messy lifestyle, you also feel messy, right? You feel like I'm, I'm looking at these like, and I don't why, no, I, I don't even know why I think this way. Like it's literally there. You can literally clean it up. And I haven't yet. And it, it messes with me. Like I still like, God damn, I hate that. Like I hate that random plastic bottle right there. Dude, I just journaled about that. Seriously. Really? Oh, yeah, I, I, I literally, I wrote down because I've just been writing down things that make me angry uh, that I can change easily. And I wrote down, why do I lay on my bed and look at my tired, bored dog? And knowing that taking her for a walk would be the right thing to do. I get exercise. My dog is having fun. Yet I just lay there. And I'm like, why don't I just take my dog for a walk right now? I have nothing to do. But I just can't bring myself to doing it for some reason. Mm. 
it's just those weird things where it's just like, just do it, but you can't. You just can't do it for some reason. Hmm. You just won't and you can't. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about, I, right? I know, I know what you're talking about exactly. Like I'm literally staring at this plastic bottle right now, literally arms reach from me and I'm not <laughs> doing anything. I will, I will okay after this pot I, I swear to god after this after this yeah recording, I'll, I'll clean it up trust me but yeah good yeah good. so i don't know obviously i'm not i don't have a perfect lifestyle in fact i would say i'm far from it and yeah i mean i've spent the first three weeks here kind of just getting used to everything and getting used to like what works what doesn't so i f- really feel like next week is going to be a much healthier way and, and i'll and i'll report when we record next week um however many times I'll report whether or not I feel like, hey, this is working, what's not working. Because, you know, like sometimes you do try and change, but they, they, they never last long. Like, I don't know if this happened to you where you do something great. Because like, for instance, what you're doing with biking is great, right? Like you're doing that consistently. Yeah, yeah. But like for me, I started running like the first week, stopped the second week. Well, that's also because I got shin, shin splints. But um, yeah. yeah, I want to be consistent, you know. So I know, as Shia LaBeouf said, you just do it. Seriously, just do it. though, just do it, it's man. and I think it. I think just the little things like picking up that water bottle off your desk and throwing it away mm. are important to like building that mm. lifestyle. Like you can't let the little things go unnoticed. Like literally, if you see that cup in your room that had something in it and now it's just sticky and evaporated, like just the moment you see that, just take it out, and then I think you'll start to see bigger changes. Like you'll go for that run and that bike ride. And it will be easier for you to get up and go to work. I just think you'll have a more like just do it attitude if you start mm. with the little things. Bro, it's fucking facts, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll I'll hold that to heart. Um, yeah. So that's that's really all all I have to share. I mean, th- thanks, Cal, for yeah. I mean, like you you know, we have these episodes just like I just like we have these moments in life where yeah yeah, it just there are the valleys, man, and we just have to wait for the mountains. So. I suppose with that, though, that kind of concludes what we have to say. And, and really, that's all that David and Cal felt and how it went for David and Cal on Friday, September 18th, 2020, man. I'll see you next time.